Letter 15 of Selected Letters of St. Jane Frances de Chantal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rosehip. Selected Letters of St. Jane Frances de Chantal by St. Jane Frances de Chantal. 15. To Sisters Perron-Marie de Châtel and Marie-Aimée de Blonay. Vive Jésus, Annecy, 1616. My dearest daughters, I will begin by answering your last letter and then go back as far as I am able to the preceding one, saying, Please God, what he wishes me to say to you. First, then, my dear daughter, I'll tell you what our Lord wants of you and of us all, a humble and tranquil submission to his most holy will in whatsoever happens, for everything is, without question, ordained by divine providence for his glory and for our gain. Henceforth, to be indifferent to health or sickness, consolation or desolation, the enjoyment or privation of what we most cherish should be our aim. May our hearts have but one desire, that his holy will be accomplished in us and in regard to us. Let us not philosophize on things that happen to ourselves or to others, but, as I have already said, remaining sweetly humble and tranquil in the condition in which God has placed us. In pain patient, in sorrow enduring, in action active, without stopping to think whether we commit faults in this way or that, for such reflections are nothing but self-love. Instead of all that, look at God, and take faithfully as it presents itself every opportunity of practising suitable virtues. When you fail through cowardice or infidelity, be not disturbed, make no reflections, humble yourself in meekness and confusion before God, and then lose no time in rising up again by an act of courage and holy confidence. Now, my daughter Perron-Marie, and my little one, Marie-Aimée, do thus. This letter is for you both in common, for I know that your hearts hide nothing from one another. In future, as I have so little leisure, I will always write to you together, unless you tell me that, for some particular reason, you wish me to answer you individually, in which case I will willingly do so, for I am at your disposal. Believe me, I love you with all my heart, and I have to bear my fair share in the mortification of your absence, though indeed you are more than ever present to me in spirit. But the good God has arranged it so, and all is sweet in his holy will. You, my Peron, and the little sister, when you happen to be ill, 
receive relief willingly and graciously, and mind, in whatever form it comes, whether it be to rise, to go to bed, to eat, obey simply and without making difficulties. My dear Peron, walk manfully in your old way, both as to the interior and the exterior. When you are asked what point of prayer you take and the like, answer boldly as to what you have done or thought formerly in this way. I have had such thoughts in prayer or done such things while walking about or when in bed. But do not say, Today or at such an hour I have done such a thing. It is not necessary to be so explicit, but simply say, I have done or seen such a thing, and have no scruple in calling all your good aspirations and thoughts prayer, for they are prayer, and so, for the matter of that, are all our actions when done to please God. It is enough to salute your good angel morning and evening. Attention to the presence of God and of Our Lady includes all, for the blessed spirits are engulfed in the abyss of the divinity. And it is more perfect to walk simply. When a novice says to you, What are you thinking of? Answer frankly, I am thinking of God without saying, if it is not so, I was thinking of the passion and the like, for no doubt to mention a particular subject, if we were not thinking of it, would be an untruth. Say simply, I was thinking of our Lord. And you might, for example, add, My God, how happy we should be if we could always have the holy passion or the nativity before our eyes. This gives edification enough. I see nothing else to say. Oh, but yes, just a word for my little one. I beg of you, my dearest sister, not to trouble about what you feel or do not feel. This I say once for all. Serve our Lord as it pleases him, and while he keeps you in the desert, serve him there with good courage. He made his dear Israelites spend forty years there, accomplishing a journey that they could have made in forty days. Take courage, then, and be satisfied with saying, and being able to say, though without relish, I wish to live wholly for God and never to offend him. And when you stumble, as is sure to happen, be it a hundred times a day, Rise up again by an act of confidence. Do likewise towards your neighbour. Be content with having the desire to love him, or desiring to desire it, and to procure for him all possible good, and, opportunity given, minister gently to him. In short, take bravely the road in which God leads you, it is a safe one, although you may not have all the light and satisfaction you would like, but it is quite time to abandon to our Lord all these plans and desires, and to walk blindly as divine providence wills, 
believing that it will lead you aright. Now, adieu. Our good Monsieur Michel Favre will tell you all the news. Needless to say, I recommend him to you, for I am extremely fond of him. He is our dear brother and child, entirely devoted to us. Thousands of cordial messages to those most dear daughters of my heart, and special messages to whom you know, and to all, for indeed I most truly love them all. Adieu, my beloved daughters. End of letter 15